Welcome back to Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. Hey, Chuck Kaplinski, how are you? I'm eating a salad and I'm fat. How are you? <laughs> I'm not eating in a salad and I can't fit into any of my clothes. So there we go. <laughs> your clothes are too small anyway. That's your problem. <laughs> oh, I wish if that was the real truth. Clothes, wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> well, talk about disappearing. Let's talk about oh. a haunting in Venice. How'd you like that segue? Look, well, that's why you get the big bucks. <laughs> Don't I, though? I'm going to cash that check right now. Um, and you and I, uh, we missed it at the at the critics' screenings, and we both just saw it last night. I was one hour ahead of you. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> do you do you want to take this one? You're, I think, are a little bit more of an Agatha Christie. Do you like that? There I go with my spoonerisms again. Agatha Christie fan. Although I love whodunits. You know, I didn't really start reading her until uh, Brana, Kenneth Brana, uh, brought out Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, okay. I, I figured, well, I should kind of know what I'm talking about. The woman has more books in print than anyone. Right. So I should read a couple of these, you know, just to see what the, what the deal is. And, uh, you know, obviously she follows a structure. Yes. This is a formula. Um, I did not see Death on the Nile um the second one yeah i did that one kind of got lost in the covid shuffle yeah and that's okay and got by me i know it's not i think it's on hulu or disney at the at the moment okay Um, i do want to go back and watch it though even if it's subpar because i I think the key to all these films murder on the orient express death on the nile and now hunting in venice is kenneth brana as hercule perot yeah i mean for me you can tell when an actor is enjoying themselves. You can tell he is just having a blast with this character. And it's just so much fun to watch him. Um, This time out though, it's a different parallel. I mean, this guy at this point, uh, we're dealing with post-World War II Europe. He is incredibly disillusioned. He is incredibly, he's basically gone into self-imposed exile in uh, Venice. He doesn't want to have anything to do with anyone anymore. He says at one point that death has crossed his path too often. I think he's just completely demoralized with humanity as well. And, you know, having seen what people people are capable of. Right. Um, and I love that because it, it gives Brana something else to do. This is a more subdued guy this time around. Still as smart, still as sharp, but you can tell this is, he's cynical. He, he's really lost you know, all faith and everything, which of course makes him a prime candidate to go to a seance because he's going to be Mr. Skeptical. He's going to just poke holes in this left and right, which he is pulled into by um, the Tina Fey character, Ariandi, who apparently was an author who has fictionalized his accounts of his tr- of his cases and made millions of dollars. She's very successful. Uh, there is a um, ex-opera singer played by uh, Kelly Riley who has lost her daughter. Her daughter has recently drowned uh, at this house that they have taken in Venice. And she has hired Joyce Reynolds, played by Michelle Yao, uh, to hold a seance. She is a medium of some uh, report, and she wants to reach her daughter somehow, some way. Well, this place where the living happened to be an orphanage, which apparently is haunted by the souls or the ghosts of children who have met a bad end there which puts this whole supernatural thing on it the seance goes horribly awry uh then something really shocking happens i gotta tell you i didn't see that one coming uh someone is murdered 
And of course, Perot locks everyone else up in the house. No one's leaving until he figures out what this is, what's going on. Uh, we've got a large cast of characters here. Among them, Jamie Dornan and Jude Hill reunited from Belfast, again playing father and son. Boy, this Hill kid is great. Isn't he it? is really, really good. I mean, this this part that he has um, is not just a throwaway kid's role. It ends up being a major part of this whole story. And this kid just, he goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with these pros, and he's just, you know, he's great. He is just great. Um, the look of this movie. These movies look fantastic. I mean, I don't know how much money they spend on set design. I know they shot part of it on location. But just a gorgeous film. And this is as much of a horror film as it is a mystery. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is really a gothic horror story. This is a haunted house uh, 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 movie, and he's done a great job of recreating that. There's much more shadow than light here. It's creepy. It's spooky. Um, the ending, the solution, you know, it's a come on, you got to be kidding me type of solution, but that's what you get with the Agatha Christie novels I've read. This is, this is the whole setup. Mm -hmm. It seems improbable. The explanation is well, I guess it could have happened that way. If you say that's what happened, fine. You know, these, these movies you can poke holes in left and right, but that's not why we go. We go to be entertained. And personally, I go to watch Bron in this role. He could do this repeatedly till he retires, and I'm perfectly happy. So I ended up liking it. I did too. I, you know, it was like a perfect movie for last night. I really didn't feel like going to see a movie, and I was just thrilled to be taken away and, and entertained and not really have to think, although I will say that I figured out the whodunit. But I didn't figure out all the other little nuances and the whys and the hows. So, the whys. Okay. Yeah, they're a bit of a stretch. There's no question. Yeah, but they're fun. It's absolutely. You froze. Okay. Yeah, you you disappeared. Um, my internet says that it's unstable. Because uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep going. Okay. Go back to where you were saying it's fun. That's where you froze. It was fun. And I love seeing the reunion of the Belfast characters, or at least a couple of them, with Jamie Dornan and, as you mentioned, the little boy, um, Jude Jude Hill, is it? Yep. Yes, Jude Hill. Um, a lot of fun. And it was creepy and scary. I love seeing Tina Fey in this role, too. Yeah. She added a bit of snarkiness, which was cool. Um, I think she played well off of Kenneth Branagh. I'd like to see the two of them together in something else and sometime in the future. I could do um, that. And uh, Kelly Riley, I just really like her. Did I ever tell you that I ran into her on the subway in New York City one time? She was with her okay. husband and I think her kid. Which I'd like to run of, into her. Okay, yeah. <laughs> just kind of very unassuming and very nice. Um, anyway, great movie to just escape Total escapism, great for this time of year as we're gearing up for Halloween. Yep, that's what we're doing. That is. Right. So, so you, let's, got, you got a snappy segue to get to the other two there, lady? Well, let's see. I, I Let's take a look at how much I love Halloween and I love love stories. And rom-coms are a lot of fun. And guess what we have? Love. Wow, that was lame. That it was, was lame. Really all right, whatever. Anyway, we'll we've got, you, <laughs> we you got, got us to where we needed to go, so go for it. We've got Love at First Sight, st starring Haley the Richardson, which is one of Chuck's 
favorite stars, upcoming stars, stars who I think she's not up and coming anymore. I think she's here. What do you think? <laughs> I think she's here. Um, we've got she's she plays the young woman Hadley, and she's she's a bit of a mess. She's a little bit of a scatterbrain, and she has to go abroad to England to her father's wedding. He's getting remarried to this woman named Charlotte, whom she has never met. Um, and being the bit of a scatterbrain that she is, her phone isn't charged. It's never charged. And we get a little bit of an indication as to her statistical analysis by the lovely Jamila Jamil, who Whoa. you, uh, <laughs> isn't she wonderful? Yeah. She, she's the narrator in this. And, and it's kind of fun how they create statistics and probabilities as she, meaning Hadley, runs into this boy named Oliver, played by Ben Hardy, who happens to be a bit of a math whiz or statistician who's going to some Ivy League school for some degree in math. Yeah. He, is, he is British and he is going home for an event. So they're both going home and or going abroad. And what are the chances of them meeting while well, we find out exactly what the chances are of them meeting and given the situation because she's missed her flight and now she's going to be on Oliver's flight. Well, Hadley's daddy sprung for a first class ticket and well, Oliver didn't get one, but wouldn't you know it? His seatbelt doesn't work back in economy. So we see Jamila Jamil again, not as the narrator, but now as a character. And she escorts him up to first class and seats him next to the only empty seat, which happens to be, yep, you guessed it, Hadley's. So this is a fun story of the two of them getting to know each other. And yes, this follows a formula. This is a typical romantic comedy. But as you and I have talked about, Chuck, what makes a romantic comedy work is what? Chemistry. And these two have beautiful chemistry. These are very ordinary feeling people who have a spark when they talk with one another. And as they go to their respective places that they need to go to for their events, well, Hadley's phone wasn't charged, so she didn't get his number. And how the hell are they going to reconnect? And again, this is formulaic. There has to be some sort of a miscommunication or a misstep. So the two of them are separated. And how will they find themselves together again? And we want them to find each other. We know what's going to happen, but it's the journey of getting there that is just so much fun. And you know what? This actually has a lot of heart and it actually tackles a few different topics in life that are a little tough to swallow at times. And I liked how they approached all of that. The cast of characters was wonderful. Rob Delaney plays her father, um, Andrew, and he is charming and sweet and light and adds that little bit of levity that we need. But then there's also that father-daughter relationship because they aren't always on good terms and haven't been. So it's about reconciling that. And then we've got Ben with his crazy family and it is crazy. Um, and his brother, let me look up. His brother is a hoot. Do you remember who plays his brother? I don't know. Um, I've never seen him before, but yeah. I never have either, but he, yeah. he it's a was. Family of, a family of actors. So yeah, they're all insane. Right, right. His his name is Luther in the in the film and it's played by Tom Taylor. And okay. he, he just balances his nerdy older brother with absolute finesse. 
So a lot of fun. I've watched this twice now. Actually, I watched it really? once on my own, and then I had a friend over to watch it as well. Kristen, thank you for joining me. And she enjoyed it too. Nice and light and fluffy and fun. I'd watch it again. I'd watch it again. I like. I liked it for all the reasons you say, and I like, yeah, we know the formula, but one of the things I like about it is that it pokes fun at the formula. Right. You know, J Jamila pops up again and again in all these different characters, and basically she's the fairy godmother. She's right. nudging them towards each other. So I, I like when films admit that they know what's going on, but we're going to do it anyway. You know, this whole postmodern take I thought was incredibly clever. And like you just alluded to, there's a serious undertone here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're dealing with some serious things, and these serious things inform how they're going to approach future relationships yeah. with other people, and whether they're you know this is a match or not. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a that's a really tricky thing to do to balance those two, you know, a comedic tone and a serious tone, and they pull it off just wonderfully. And another thing I loved about it, it's ninety one minutes. I know, right? <laughs> you know, I liked when 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 a filmmaker or a writer acknowledges, okay, you know that I know where we're going. So we're going to dispense with all this stuff and we're just going to do it. Right. You know, we've already been established. Let's get this thing going. And, and, and that was a great thing too. So also got a positive review from the New York times. Really? Well, yeah. So oh. start Netflix today, the 15th, a real charmer and guys, I know it doesn't sound like, but believe me, you'll get into this one and you'll earn points too. So yeah. Check <laughs> Which it is out very now. important. Love it for sight uh, starting today. Uh, then we have another unexpected streaming movie. I believe it's streaming on Amazon. Amazon. Okay. Yes. And it's a million miles away. Had you ever heard about this this nope. guy named Jose Hernandez? Had never heard of him. And um, I think you ended up liking this one a little bit more than me. Okay. Um, it's a good story. Okay question about it. i mean it is tailor-made for the movies you know this guy who the son of migrant workers becomes an astronaut i mean you know th that's an incredible thing it really you know? is uh i did i did some research um when i was writing my review for this there have only been there have been less than 375 american astronauts really that's it that's it Wow. may seem like a lot, but when you stop and think about all the people who've applied, how long we've been doing this, the elite, there has been 375. That's it. That's crazy. And and to think, uh, and I did, I loved this movie. I was I in did. tears at one point. I was like, oh, I can't believe that happened. I wanted it to happen. And the it, I'm not going to tell you what it was. You know what it was, Chuck, but I don't want to spoil the it for anyone else. And I'm just so glad that they covered it. Um, Michael Pena plays the adult version of Jose Hernandez. And we start off when he was a little kid working in the fields. And he's a smart little boy. He knows math. He's just brilliantly smart. And one teacher finds uh -huh. that he is truly an incredible child. Well, being a migrant family, they are going to go from farm to farm to farm. And so his schooling isn't going to be consistent. Um, I loved the teacher who was played by. And I love that early on, which sets up a big payoff later on. Right. Big payoff. It was played by Michelle. That, that surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Kruziak. And um, she plays Miss Young. And Miss Young 
visits the family and the little boy translates for her, which was hilarious because he certainly took a few poetic license, a little bit of poetic license there. Um, and I love the analogy. This analogy really stuck with me. She said, if you, you know, trying to relate to the farming aspect, if you plant a tree and it starts to grow, but every year you uproot it and put it somewhere else, yes, it'll probably still grow but it's not going to be as strong. It's not going to be as healthy. And that really hit home with them. And mm -hmm. due to other circumstances, they were able to stay in one place so that Miss Young was Jose's teacher throughout elementary school, at least. We do jump very, very quickly into adulthood where he meets the love of his life, Adela, played by Rose, Rosa Salazar. And um, the two of them were, were meant for each other. They want to help each other fulfill their own dreams and be successful in their own rights while they are busy having many, many children. Many. <laughs> how, wow. how, how they did all that, I do not. I mean, I know how they did that, but I don't know how they did all that. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is a, a movie about sacrifice, uh, parents sacrificing for their children wives sacrificing for their husbands and husbands sacrificing for their wives in order to better one another and, and live a dream that maybe we couldn't. Oh, and then the butterfly analogy and how it oh. takes generations to, to, to be able to get from one place to another. I loved that. This was an inspirational tale about the everyday Joe, no pun intended, can do something if you put your mind to it. It's the American dream, which he was able to fulfill. I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought it was too long. It, okay. It, I will it, agree with you. It lost some pacing in the middle. I mean, well, I thought at the end, once we get to, you know, space. Yeah. It took way too long with the mission and every step and like, come on. Okay. Let's this. And it, it does lose some, something in the middle. And, and Peña is fantastic. I love him. Love this him. Is, this was a different kind of role for him. And I liked seeing him in this. He's He's got a lot more depth than I thought. I really like him in the um, Ant-Man movies. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a funny, funny guy. But in this, he's a real guy. And yeah. he pulls it off. Um, so um, I, just, I just watched The Mule recently again with Clint Eastwood. And I forgot Pena's in that as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, with Bradley Cooper. Uh, I, if, if it hadn't been played by him, I probably would not have liked the film, but he's just so likable. It's like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to go along with this ride. I mean, it's good. It is inspirational. I thought it was a bit heavy handed. It's too long, but, you know, uh, knocking a movie like this is like kicking a puppy dog. I mean, you know, <laughs> right? it, it just has nothing but the best intentions of the world. You come off as a real ass if you, you know, <laughs> are squashing this. So I don't want to do that. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, this would be a great film, I think, for like tweens. Right. You know, 12 to 18, looking for that. You know, not that, you know, you want to sit them down and say, oh, you're going to be an astronaut. But this whole thing about uh, tenacity, mm -hmm. and perseverance, and the fact that things don't happen overnight. Yeah. You've got to work. It's a steady progression to get to what you want. And that's a message that I think uh, escapes a lot of them. So I th it would be really a good family film, I think. Oh, I think so too. And and also just showing how important if you have one teacher that believes in you, that can make all the difference in the world. Yeah, you know? it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, and uh, sometimes you don't realize that until it's too late. But uh, right. yeah, it, it can be the key. No yeah. question about it.
And a cool thing at the very end of the movie, stick around for the credits if you watch this, because um, they, meaning uh, uh, Adela and Jose, have a vineyard. Yes. And um, they will ship wine, unfortunately, not to Illinois. So I contacted a friend of mine <laughs> to see if I could get some wine shipped. Um, and they actually do autographed bottles, too, which is pretty cool. That is neat. That yeah. is neat. So, so those- three, three winners this week. Yeah, winner winner chicken dinner. Very good. Yeah, it's it's uh, unusual that we have three decent movies all in a row. So good deal. Hey, I have a question for you before we depart. Yes. Um when you think about going to a movie, do you automatically think I need popcorn and a coke or I need milk duds and in a pop or something? I automatically think what am I going to eat? Okay. Okay. You know, yeah, it, I have been conditioned. It's bad that, you know, I associate, okay, I'm going to a movie. I need to eat while I do that. And that's, yeah. you know, a conditioned response at this point. Right. Uh, I have taken to trying to go at dinner time and then sneaking dinner in. Okay. I don't go immediately to the popcorn or the candy or the nachos. I tried to sneak something healthy in. So I am eating and watching it all and doing that. But, oh, yeah. Completely. That's a, that's an immediate association with me. You know, I was wow. I was I was I, when I was going to watch a, a screener of some sort. I was looking through and I thought, oh, I need to make some popcorn. Why do I want to make popcorn when I see a movie? Where where did that connection start? So I did a little research, and this is what I came up with. Okay. Um, they uh, back when the movie theaters first started, which I didn't know, AMC is celebrating its 100th year. Did you know that? Yes, I did. That's pretty cool. Every time I go to see a freaking movie there. Yes. <laughs> Every day um, and you know, I love Nicole Kidman, but goddamn, I don't want to see that thing anymore. That she I know. I know. Anyway, back, back to the topic at hand. Yeah. Um, they used to frown upon bringing any kind of, of food or drink into the movie theater because they just didn't want to get their seats, you know, right. all sticky or their floors sticky or what have you. Cause people keep, people can be pigs. And so that was really frowned upon um, until they started losing money on movies and people weren't coming in. And so they started selling concessions during that time period. Then we got World War II and World War II, there was a shortage of sugar. So now they're not selling candy. What are they going to sell? They started selling popcorn. So that's where the whole thing started with popcorn and movies is during World War II, which I thought was kind of a cool little tidbit. I knew about the candy thing. I did not know about the World War II popcorn thing. Thank you. You are welcome. Every once in a while, I can share a little movie information. (laughs) That is neat. All right, good. I'll think about that every time I eat a handful now. Thank you. you. Uh, What do we have up for next week? We have got a um, movie on Netflix called Cassandro, which I know little about other than it's apparently about a Mexican wrestler. And it has Gail Garcia Bernal. Yes, which I knew you would be happy about. You bet. Those twinkly Uh, brown eyes. Yes. That's right. There's also a horror film coming out called It Lives Inside, which looks very intriguing. Might give that one a shot. The other big release is one that I don't think either of us will see, The Expendables 4. I think I'm going to skip that one. I think life is just too damn short. I know, right? Uh, a horror film and a biopic about a Mexican wrestler right now. That's what we've got for next week. <laughs> now, we do have Dumb Money coming out in major cities this Friday, today. 
And then right. it's going to be opening in two weeks. I believe we get it on the 29th. Okay. So and I have, I have seen it. Um, but I'll wait until the 29th when we chit chat a little bit more on this podcast and so we can discuss it. I'm really curious to hear your take on it. It looks like a really interesting film. I'm really kind of I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, very good. All right. On that happy note, thank you for listening, everyone. Real Talk with Chuck and Pam.com for all of our reviews, as well as you can check us out on Facebook. And Chuck, I think we need to start doing a few more little giveaways of items from Real Talk with Chuck and Pam. We'll have more information about that next week. Chuck, you look surprised on that. That's because I didn't share that information with you before I said it. <laughs> That's fine. I'm Hey, I'm just here to follow your lead. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Chuck. Bye. Bye.